Dear Bob, Yo, it's me, Fish B. And while you were at one of your three doctor appointments today, I met this fine-ass hand-blown cocktail glass online. I told her we won a People's Choice Award Sunday, and now she's DTF. So that's where I am. Don't worry, you'll be fine. I put 17 decent to mediocre questions in the Freemason ashtray on the desk. Answer them to the best of your ability. The English-speaking world is counting on you. Unless, of course, your Spanish has gotten way better. Love, Fish B. P.S. I took the condoms out of the dresser drawer. It's not like you'll be needing them and I can see the future. Even when Fish B's not here, it's like that, uh... It's like that fish bee is here. All right, so that, that changes plans for this evening dramatically, but let us proceed. How dare we question the wisdom of an extra-dimensional fishbowl? Plus, he's obviously too busy for us. So. Question one. As fried chicken commissioner, what's the sandwich deal? Popeyes or Chick-fil-A? This is still one of the most burning, important questions in all of these United States of America. Because you see, the problem is Popeye's, potentially on purpose for marketing, but ran out of chicken sandwiches the first go-around, so now much of the nation finally getting our first bite of a Popeye's chicken sandwich. As fried chicken commissioner a position I take just as seriously as global media ombudsman and kindred spirit to the orca. The Popeye's chicken sandwich is bigger. It's more filling. It's crispier. It has more flavor. It's an A-plus sandwich. But there's something magic in the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich that makes me forgive other holy roller homophobia nonsense. Me and Mayor Pete were willing to forgive it. There's something so magical about the way a Chick-fil-A sandwich melts in your mouth. Popeye's A+. Way better than Wendy's, KFC, any other place that has a decent chicken sandwich. But Chick-fil-A, A++, and still the gold standard. And so rules the fried chicken commissioner all rise. Do you have big expectations for the public impeachment testimony? Well, I know I'll be up at 6 a.m. because it starts at 7 a.m. And I like to watch a little bit of Morning Joe, have some wheat thins, some hummus, and a, a little bit of marijuana to start my day. Uh, I'm curious if, if the Republicans will in fact be able, be able to punch major holes in, in what seems like a very understandable storyline as long as they don't say the phrase quid pro quo. As long as the Democrats can describe this as a shakedown, as bribery, as extortion, I'm curious if the Republicans will be able to poke holes on that or if the Democrats can, can tell their story. Uh, I look forward to Jim Jordan, the creepy former wrestling coach, 
doing his best to play the part of Rodeo Clown, say, over here, nothing to see there, look over here. That'll be Jim Jordan's job. Um, I'm also curious, uh, a big fan of, uh, of the sex machine that is Big Bad Billy Taylor, of, of your State Department and mine. So those are my expectations tomorrow. We'll see what happens. It's going to have roadblock coverage, apparently. It's going to be on all three of your cable news networks and all three of your major broadcast networks. So when's the last time something was on all six networks? The State of the Union? But this this is going to go on for hours and hours. There's a morning session and an afternoon session. So we'll see. Does Charlie's Angels actress Kristen Stewart make you want to be a lesbian? I, I honest, honest to goodness, honest to goodness. I don't. She seems like a very nice person. Maybe I don't know. I sure. I'm not gonna. She seems fine. Like she like. But I don't. Um. Uh, I. You know. I'm. I'm not. I'm not walking into that trap. I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not. Because you're gonna try to bait me into saying something like. Well, well, you know what? Uh, honestly, um, you know, and, and it's hard. It's not easy being a being a being a heterosexual out there. And um, I've never wanted to be. I, anyway, moving on, moving on, mo- moving on. Fun question. Thanks for whoever uh, whoever wrote that one. Real uh, clearly graduated at the top of your class. So that's that's some impressive shit. Impressive shit. What will you do if Instagram makes your public likes optional? I got so excited yesterday. Jennifer White and I were talking on the telephone, having a nice little convo. I think we'll both agree it was a good talk. And she says, you know, Instagram has made their likes private. But I think I think she was confused. She's like, check your settings. Check it. So I checked my settings. And unless they've made it very curious, and I feel like there would be an American news story, and I feel like I follow the American news and global news very close. I know they've test marketed it in Australia. They've had success with it. I know the social media influencers here stateside, they're not happy with the proposition. Because in Australia, I I guess they, they just hid everybody's. And I think that's a dumb solution to an easy problem. All you have to do is give people the option. Public influencers keep theirs public. That way they can continue to influence and let everyone know they are influencing. And others of us that have mental health things or whatever quirk or just just because you choose it to be that way can make them private. But when Instagram does this, videos of Fishbee and I dancing in her underpants. But the internet will not see that. Insta will not see it until the likes or private. The ball is in your metaphorical court, Instagram. This is not that hard. I feel like for solving this problem, I... Actually, I don't want any stock in Facebook. I don't want anything other than them to do this. And then Fishby and I dancing in her underpants. Have you ever worked at an exotic cabaret? Speaking of uh, 
dancing in underpants. I, I have worked at an exotic cabaret, but not 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 on not on the exotic side. I was uh, I was I was not a paid performer. I was uh, I got well. I was doing college radio, and, and this is back twenty years ago when I was doing college radio at Green River Community College, the only community college named after a river synonymous with a serial killer. Why that's not their slogan, I'll never know. But while I was there, I actually this is like a, a South King County, South Seattle there. And I got I, I got a job at the Deja Vu Federal Way as as a DJ for the ladies, and that job lasted three days. It was it was a strange place to work at that time, at least for me. You'd think I would be in heaven, but it was it, it was it was like everybody was. Um, it's, it's kind of like staying in a mental hospital and, and that everyone was just kind of on edge, it seemed, and kind of, kind of, well, no, it was nothing like a mental hospital. I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't give mental hospitals a bad rap because maybe you need to go and I don't, I don't want to scare you or, or say anything that would discourage one from going to a mental hospital when a mental hospital is what one needs. So I, I rescind that completely, but, but it was odd. It was, it was like everyone was kind of on edge, which was probably the drugs, but like everyone was just kind of, Looking over their shoulders like the whole time it was, I only lasted three days for before I told them it, it wasn't for me. So, but one of these days, maybe tomorrow, let me um through 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 college radio and beyond, um, all the little side jobs I've had along the way over the last twenty years involving a microphone, um you know, on my way to superstar status, there's a lot. I've done, I've done a lot of different things. Everything, everything from, from trivia host to uh, morning radio show to, to radio talk show to, uh, God, I've I, I was a, uh, a television endorsement, uh, like I was in a, a TV, like, like commercials saying, hi, I'm blah, blah, blah for blah, blah, blah. Like it was on TV all the time. Was a lot of different weird things. How many times did you cry last weekend? Well, you know my emotional stat- status is, uh, is, is, is sad sometimes. I, I believe... I only cried once this weekend, and it was well. I when I watched Creed two, I had never seen Creed two. This is this is the very the very finale of all the Rocky movies and all the good Rocky movies, and really any good movie makes me makes me cry for sure. And uh, well, I wasn't bawling. Did I tear up during Creed two? You bet I did. You bet I did. That's the kind of ruthless masculinity you can count on from from this podcast host. I am one tough fella. Do you agree with Amy Klobuchar that women in politics are held to a higher standard? This is my candidate. I started with Klobuchar. I'm back to Klobuchar. She's the dark horse. Dark horse, excuse me. Be on the lookout for Amy. Sure, she's only polling at four percent. Still three months to go. 
Do I agree with Amy Klobuchar that women in politics are held to a higher standard? Well, yes, of course they are. I, I think uh, if you asked uh, uh, most of my women friends, they, will, they would make the case that, that women are held to a higher standard in, in damn near every walk of life. Uh, unless, you're, unless you're reading a prompter on the television. When, when's the last time you had to put on makeup to go to work? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I know she means it deeper than that. Yes, women are, but is is she held to a higher standard than Barack Hussein Obama? I'm not sure about that. That's an interesting debate. I know men because, I mean, they almost comprise the Republican Party completely, but how many, like, what's the percentage of women in Congress? Is it is it over 30% now? It's like 65, 75% men? Let's, uh... Let's ask Surrey. How many women are in Congress? Let's see what Surrey says. Let's get an answer here for us. Come on, you can do it. In 2017, the female population of Congress, Arizona, was about 694 people. Okay. <laughs> in 2000, what, what an answer. That's how many women are in Congress? And Surrey says to me, this, this AI shit is on it. Uh, in 2017, the female population of Congress, Arizona, was about 694 people, making up. Uh, do we have Do we have a percentage of the population? No. Okay. All right. Great. So, if you ever want to go to Congress, Arizona, now you know about how many how many women are there. That's. Uh, I, I think that it's it's like sixty eight percent, sixty nine percent, still males in in Congress, right? Out of the four hundred and thirty five in the House and the hundred in the Senate. Are you and Fish B available for bachelor parties? Oh, uh, we would uh, Fish B and I would make that dancing. We'd put that dancing bear shit to shame. Ah, uh, Fish B and I. Uh, yes, yes. For the low, low price of $800 for three hours, Fish B and I will entertain the hell out of your bachelorette party. And that will include dancing in her underpants well before the world sees it on Instagram. So just, just, just ponder that, ladies. Sure, we're based in Spokangeles now, but $800, three hours, and with first-class air travel for two, we'll fly anywhere in the country. Fishby and I are indeed available for bachelorette parties. Why does Booger McFarland suck as a Monday night football analyst? Asking the global media ombudsman here. Booger McFarland, he, he, he doesn't suck as an analyst. I, his... He's just not quite Monday night football ready. He's got lots of enthusiasm. He doesn't suck, but he talks way too much. He has no idea of brevity. The game doesn't breathe. I have to flip over and watch the game in Spanish on Monday night. Well, because I'm working on my Spanish <laughs> and 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 I find it and I find it better that way. Uh, Booger should go back to doing college games where he fits in perfect. But for the NFL, one of their two primetime or, or three primetime games of the week, Booger McFarland is clearly not up to the task the way that Chris Mike or Chris Collinsworth is on, on NBC 
and the way that Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are on Thursday Night Football. And then ESPN hits you with Joe Tessitore, who's actually great at boxing and good at football, too. Let's see what's next in the Freemason ashtray over here. If you had your own HBO show, would you go full frontal? This is I'm detecting a theme here with the questions that Fishby has left behind for us. Well, Fishby is down the street getting jiggy with it because he sold told, told what? A hand-blown cocktail glass that we won a People's Choice Award. We just FYI, we, we didn't win a People's Choice Award, but I don't know. I will have to ask Fishby when he gets back. Uh, if you had your own HBO show, would you go full frontal? Y- yes, yes, of course we would. Obviously we would. Uh, we would We would make uh, Sendaya's show, Euphoria, look like Sesame Street. There would be so much full frontal if, uh, <laughs> if we got our own HBO show. Which I'm, which I'm sure is just, I'm sure it's just days away. I better not, I better not look behind me and get distracted during the podcast because I'm sure there's HBO reps back there. What are the societal implications of the richest one percent having more wealth than the entire middle class any day now? This is going to happen any day now. And this concerns me, as fractured as this country is, having that much wealth at the top, this is, this is, this is French Revolution shit. I mean, Melania and Ivanka Trump, are they going to let us eat cake? I mean, the potential of this and, and the rich... They don't want to be taxed. They don't want to give their money away. That's how they got rich. Unless, of course, you're Michael Bloomberg, who's worth $52 billion and has already given away $28 billion of that, which is $28 billion more than Trump has. Michael Bloomberg. But the potential societal implications are a revolution, which... America's meant to grow the design of Madisonian democracy and, and the checks and balances three separate, but equal branches is so change doesn't happen too fast in this country. But as the richest 1% continue to get richer, the middle class of the world continue to have less and less and less of that pie. Yeah, it's concerning. It's concerning. The richest 1%, by the way, j- just in case you're curious, is I believe it's it's defined as anyone who makes above 564,000. I think that's the number that I read, which which honestly, like depending on where you live, that amount of money means a lot of different things. I mean, if you're trying to live in, in, in L.A. or New York or a variety of metro, San Diego, per se, that's not necessarily, it's good money, but that's not like, you're not vacationing in Greece every other weekend on that in, in New York City, 564K. 
But if you're in Spokangeles, that's a ton of money. You buy three amazing houses for that here. It's Rocker Neil Young's birthday. Are they going to let him become a U.S. citizen? Now, now this story is interesting. We, 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 we hinted at it the other night, but we never had a chance to get to. I, I, I still have it here. Uh, Rocker Neil Young, because he's Canadian, uh, says he passed, he's lived here since the mid-60s. But he says he's passed the U.S. citizenship, but he's not legal yet. Quote, I've been told that due to another test, that I must do another test, due to my, mar- due to my use of marijuana and how some people who smoke it have exhibited a problem. He cited an April U.S. policy that said an applicant who is involved in certain marijuana-related activities may lack the good moral, good moral character if found to have violated federal law, even if such activity is not unlawful under applicable state or foreign laws. Did you know that? That if you say yes to the, to the cannabis question, that they can deny your citizenship and they might, they might do it with Neil Young? That's... I predict for sure if a Democrat wins the White House, marijuana will be federally decriminalized, which almost in and of itself is a reason to vote for a Democrat. Unless, of course, you're part of the 40% of Trump supporters that don't care what he does. You, you, you just don't care. Politics is full of assholes, and you're proud as fuck that you've got the biggest asshole and as long as the economy's good, as long as the stock market's good, unemployment's down, fuck everything else. That's the president's job. Make the economy good. The economy's good. Case closed. Moving on. Voting for Trump. It's 40% of the population. Don't try to talk him out of it. You never will. What does Nikki Haley's book tour tell you? She is hugging the president awfully tight. And also some pretty sharp sharp elbows for former Secretary of State Rex Tillerson, Mr. Chevron, and for uh, former uh, Homeland Security Director and Chief of Staff General Kelly. Thrown them both under the bus in these interviews. And if I'm Vice President Mike Pence... He thinks he's been a good soldier. He thinks he's been an amazing vice pastor to the president, and he has. He does everything the president does. He backs up the president on every ridiculous thing the president said. But is there a possibility that Pence will get ditched for VP in favor of Nikki Haley because of Trump's suburban women problem? Oh, hell yes. Look over your shoulder, Mike Pence. This isn't good for you. And when you get dumped off Trump's ticket and he starts attacking you and telling the world why you were the worst vice president ever, how's the rest of your career in politics going to go, vice pastor? How's it going to go? Saturday Night Live question. Kate McKinnon or Cicely Strong? Like, in terms of the show, or like a platonic dinner adventure? 
for a platonic dinner adventure, I, I, I can't decide. They both seem equally charming and amazing to me. In terms of the show, Kate McKinnon is certainly more versatile, but that doesn't make her a stronger contributor than Cicely Strong, I believe. In fact, I believe both these women are of such the such such of high moral character and and class and and and, and just uh, just outstanding in every way. I think if you ask Kate McKinnon, her or Cicely Strong, she would she would say Miss Strong, and I believe Miss Strong would say Miss McKinnon. So that question is 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 too hard. If I could only pick one and, and you're making me like gun to my head, I, I love them. But Kate McKinnon, but, but reluctantly and only because there's a gun to my head. If there's a knife to my head, Cicely or Cicely Strong. All right. Last question over here from the Freemason ashtray. Fishby here has really loaded us up tonight. Have you done any stand-up lately? No, in the entire global comic community says amen. Keep that kid away from a hot mic. He's dangerous. He's dangerous. I've been, I mean, I, I would tell you if I have. Uh, the, the last time I just went to, uh, just to kind of get my sea legs back and, uh, and investigate and open mic, I, I instantly... Uh, became annoyed and decided that I was going to become what I like to call a comedy terrorist where I, I kind of bomb on purpose and my goal is being moderately funny but mostly offensive to everybody. But I have actually been... Uh, I, I've been working on it a little bit. I'm not sure if I'm... Uh, tomorrow would be the night uh, if I'm going. It would be... Uh, Wednesday night at, at, at the good club. Um, this definite, maybe definite, maybe. And, uh, and that is all the questions from the Freemason ashtray fish B I'm assuming we'll be back tomorrow. Fish B. When, when did you get here? You just walked in. How was, how was your tryst? How was, how was the hand-blown cocktail glass down the street? <laughs> she still thinks we won a People's Choice Award? All right, cool. All right. <laughs> oh, all these, these extra-dimensional fishbowls and their love lives. Can, can you believe it? Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. My name is Bob Van Dyne. This is Bob's Fishbowl. Usually it doesn't sound like this, but uh, you never know from night to night. You just got to go with what feels right. You know, you just got to go with what feels right. Thank you for subscribing. That means a lot to me. I appreciate that. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Be safe tonight. If you can't be safe, at least be lucky. You know I love you. Adios, amigo. <laughs>